Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry. And I'm Shannon. Betty White, our furry senior bundle of joy, is hanging here with us, and we're back for episode 97 of the Arner Ventures podcast. 97. 97. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, today's episode is just another one of those conversations that just align with everything that we love to talk about, organization and mental health. It is World Mental Health Month if you're listening to this during the month of October, so it is very timely. Oh, it is indeed. Our guest today is professional organizer and author Tina Hazen. She wrote a book called Life is Messy. We can all identify with that. We're now reading this and we love her authenticity when it comes to mental health, anxiety, and the role that clutter plays within your mental wellness. That's right. We actually got the book the moment we were finished with her podcast and it's already arrived. We're, we're just so excited that to tell you that we're reading it and we just love it. And Hey, don't forget, we have the Thalassophile candle, which is a fundraiser for mental health advocacy. When you purchase it, a portion of the proceeds go to various mental health advocacy groups. It's linked in the show notes. It's our collaboration with the Southern Oak Artisan, and we're just so proud of that collab and giving back. Shannon, are you ready to get to the convo? Jerry, I'm ready to get to the convo. Let's do it. So we told you a little bit about today's guest, but now we're going to dive in. Our guest today is Tina Hazen. Tina is a registered nurse by trade, but became a professional organizer 16 years ago. Think Inside the Box is her business. We love that name. She became a published author in August of 2023. Life is Messy, Organizing Strategies for Your Head and Home is the book. And it is to help people know that they are not alone in their daily struggles. Tina is honest and talks about her anxiety and adult ADHD in the book. She is married and has three adult children and a rescued Bijan named Charlie, which we love. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. When we read about you, first of all, all things organization we love and decluttering and all that, but... What we loved even more was that you are so open and honest and authentic about mental health. And so we're so excited to sort of tie all that together today. And we appreciate you. you being open about it and having this discussion. Yes, thank you. When I um, decided to write this book about uh, eight years ago, it actually started about two years ago, but it was really hard for me because I knew I wanted to talk about mental health and I knew I wanted to talk about organizing. And in general, it was hard to marry the two, but uh, I had a book coach and she was wonderful. And um, so it, it did happen. 
So I'm really well, congratulations. That's a, a huge you. feat, a huge feat. Well, I yeah, feel a little relief. <laughs> yeah. And you can see where they would, they would sort of go together. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. We can. Well, exactly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. before we get started, we like mm -hmm. to paint a picture of where you are coming to us from. So where exactly are you? I am in the east side of Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, I am originally from West Virginia and my heart is in West Virginia. Oh. And if you read the book, we move around a lot with my husband's job. Uh -huh. So this is our third time in Texas. Um, okay. And I do have very, very wonderful best friends in Texas, but my home is West Virginia. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Um, well, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. We, the, the first part of someone's journey into or, or a transition in their life is always really exciting to us to know about because I feel like a lot of times it's either, um, you know, something big happens or there's a switch or there's yes. like a realization. So I would love it if you could talk about that transition from being a nurse to now yes. being a professional organizer. Yes. So as I said, we moved around a lot. And about 16 years ago, one of the moves was from Texas back to West Virginia. And um, I had a fabulous job in, in Houston. I was a PRN, well, like part-time PRN nurse at a surgery center, Berkeley Eye. It was awesome. If you ever need eye surgery in Houston, go there. Okay. But anyhow, um, <laughs> I got back to West Virginia and I was like, I'm never going to find a job like that. And so my kiddos were little. And at the time we had two dogs and life, I don't know, life was just like, I kind of felt like I either need to go get my master's in nursing and move in that direction or do something completely different. And although I'm normally an excellent sleeper, I remember specifically this night, I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, eh. so I was fiddling on, I don't know the computer. And I found this group. And at the time it was called the National Association of Professional Organizers. Mm -hmm. At this time, it is now the National Association of Productivity and Organizing. But anyhow, there was a way to put in a zip code and see the organizers in that area. And so I was looking at um, all of these different websites of these organizers. And my heart got so happy. And I realized that this is what I needed to be in life. <laughs> and then looking back, I was like, oh, when I was a nurse at a hospital, I was like, wait, I was the one always making sure everything was in order. I was making sure everything was neat and tidy and had a system. And so looking back on my life, it made perfect sense. But it took until I was in my mid 30s to actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. anytime there's a change, it's a leap and yeah. it takes courage. So congratulations on that yeah. too, yeah. because it's huge and it's scary. And, um, it, and was. You did it. it was, and I didn't realize, and I mean, I'm definitely learning this now with the book, but I didn't realize how much you had to market yourself when you have your own business. Yeah. yeah. And then when I had, uh, when the book was published, it was, <laughs> it's a lot more even. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's just crazy, but I do love it. And um, it's been, it's just been a wonderful career. And I've met so many people that, that I truly love. Yeah. It's funny. You say that about uh, marketing yourself years ago when my dad owned his own business and he, I was like, you really need a website, you know? So we started, we made him a website and he, he called one day and he might be listening to this and he'll remember, but he, he called one day and he goes, well, did you turn it on? And I said, 
<laughs> what do you mean? He's like the website. Cause I, it's not like I'm getting calls. And I was like, Oh no, 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 it doesn't work. <laughs> You're just on and off certain hours of the day. <laughs> yes. That's I had to so explain cute. to him, but no, you got to still market yourself. You got to get out there. So anyway, it was really funny, but um, yeah. So it's, a, it's when you, when you do have your own business, it, it's so empowering and it's so exciting, but then you wear every hat. Every hat. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even within the beginning, you know, I would be a public speaker at the library for free just to kind of mm -hmm. get your name out there. And I'm like, I didn't realize I was going to become a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is not what I signed up for, but it actually was. I just didn't know that. Right. 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 And you're open 24 seven. You are. I am. I you am. Are. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about your company. Think yeah. inside the box. Yep. It specializes, of course, in organizing and helping people regain their sanity and their space. So yeah. many times Jerry and I uh, talk about, you know, when we downsize and ha had a big life transition, but when we declutter, it is so much more than the stuff, th than the physical stuff. Absolutely. It's so much about um, your mindset, mental. your mental health. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So when you are working with clients, what are some of the, like, okay, I'm going to give you an example of something that I imagine happens and you tell me, I'm imagining that some people are like, Hey, Tina, um, I need you to help me get organized. And then they think you're going to come over and help and then it's done. And so I'm guessing that there's a lot of mindset work that goes along with it. So what are some of the common challenges that you have when you're working with clients? Absolutely. There are many challenges and it, Every single client is different. I have young, I have old, I have everyone in between. And so the biggest problem that people have, well, there are two big reasons. The first is their, their stuff is involved with their memories. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like if they get rid of the, I don't know, the decor from Aunt Eva, or Aunt Eliza, that that automatically means that they just don't like them anymore. And so I give them permission to say, if you're not using it, if you don't love it, and you're, it's just taking up space, there's really no reason to keep it. So right. I give them permission to let go. And then uh, the second was people think that they have too little of a house. And that is absolutely not true. Um, we just have too much stuff. <laughs> so especially as Americans, it is, I mean, yes. as much as I love Amazon, <laughs> it's just so easy to accumulate. Mm -hmm. And um, I do a lot of packing and unpacking with my business uh, because I, I, with my experience in moving, it just, it just kind of happened. And I really enjoy helping people through that transition. And I'm in the middle of a really big project right now, but you know, she's getting four packages a day, just, just hmm. coming and coming and coming. And, yeah. but yet, but yet there's another person in the back building selling a bunch of things. So that's a whole nother situation, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There's an abundance for sure. And, uh -huh. and, yeah. and we are, um, you know, and, and I'm guilty too, as you know, uh, I don't know if you're, viewers or listeners know that we had a, a fire in February and um, it was just my husband and I, luckily um, we were not home, unfortunately, or I guess it was unfortunate, but um, 
we ended up being displaced for five months and we were in a little apartment and most of our items were either trashed or being stored. And so we just had like this small apartment and they provided the most important things. We brought some things and we lived for five months, just fine. Uh Got back to the house after it was rebuilt and they just kept bringing all of these boxes. (laughs) And I remember thinking, no more. I don't want any more. Yes. That's a Uh great example. So, uh, I mean, even as an organizer, I understand. I mean, I did just downsize. I just moved. And then we went through this tragedy and then I still needed to downsize even more. Whether you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a business owner, or anyone who handles any kind of marketing, we can't wait to tell you about one of our trusted partners, Flowdesk. Yes, say goodbye to complicated email marketing platforms. Flowdesk is the ultimate productivity tool that simplifies everything, making your life just a lot easier. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. used to rely on MailChimp. You've probably heard of all the email platforms, MailChimp, Constant Contact, you know, HubSpot has one. And look, if you're using those, that's fine. You know, do whatever you want to do. But if you want to up your game and guess what? Save some money. The aesthetics with Flowdesk alone are going to sell you if you just go in and try it out. Eye-catching layouts and all kinds of beautiful creations come with Flowdesk. Just as a business owner, you really do need to be communicating with your audience via newsletter. If you aren't doing that, you could go ahead and just start with Flowdesk. I tell people all the time that when you are only depending on your audience community being social media, you're really setting yourself up as you know, a disservice because you don't have those people's emails. If something happens with Meta today, all the people that follow you or you connect with on social media platforms are gone. So you really do need to be building a community via email so that you can communicate with them that way if you have a product or service. We've secured a special 50% off link for you to try out Flowdesk. Experience its incredible features and see the difference for yourself. Once you fall in love with it, which we know you will, you'll also save money on your subscription. That's right. Don't miss out on that offer. You can go to arneradventures.com slash flowdesk and give it a try. Yeah. So the silver lining of the tragedy was the perspective it gave you on. Absolutely. And then the other thing is I always just felt sorry for all the people that flooded, I guess, whatever, five years ago, six years ago, they had Harvey down here. Mm -hmm. It was just blocks and blocks and blocks of people being flooded out. And I was like, oh, that's such a bummer for them. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't realize how horrible it is until you go through it yourself. Right, yeah. right. You know, oh, it it, wow. it reminds me just of uh, just think. I mean, not not tragedies like that, but just people who um, they were in our life. They don't do it anymore, but um, people who who pay for storage for things, right? Oh, that's and, in my book. <laughs> it, it drives me insane, but I, the whole thing is if you yeah. don't, and you, if you ask them what's in there, they don't even know what's in there. No clue. No so clue. if you don't know what's yes. in there, yeah. get rid of it. You didn't need it. And we actually used the storage unit for our, um, our event, but you know, it was, I think we ended up using it five or six months and it was a, a, a period of time that needed and, and that was fantastic yeah. yeah but the amount of money that people are paying for just someday it, it's just 
ridiculous how right. much money I feel it in a way it's just wasted money. It, it is. is. And it a is. lot of people have multiple storage spaces. Yeah. I too. cannot even it's, imagine. Yeah. 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 Same thing with us when we uh downsized and we, we then we downsized again. We were in the middle of the other place being available and it, we didn't have it was furnished. So we mm -hmm. were like, well, we have to get a store and we hated paying for we were like, no, we don't want to even have a storage unit. But even yeah. with that, we needed it for a month. Right. We still got rid of some stuff that was in there that we just because out of sight, out of mind, you don't need absolutely. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you get back to it and go, we don't, I don't need that thing back in the house. Yeah. yeah. Like, Why do I even there? have that? I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in your book, Life is Messy, yes. which I love that title, Thank you, you share real life stories of uh, women dealing with symptoms of anxiety, depression, or ADHD. It, again, that's sort of what this whole podcast is about, is being your authentic self and then having these transitions in life to be better mentally, yeah. physically, just a better quality of life. So mm -hmm. tell me about how, how you came about these stories, how they inspired you and, you know, oh. anything that you offer people based off of, of inspiration you received. So this, I call them the seven faces of anxiety in my book. Um, I, I also talk about my story. So if you include me, that's eight mm -hmm. average uh, American women uh, today. And I really feel like throughout the entire book, they're like the heroes of the book because they didn't need to tell me their stories, even though they have fake names and everything. They were just willing to share their inner issues. <laughs> and I know we all have issues, but you know, not everyone wants to talk about that. So it started out with one friend that I had and, um, she said, you know, if you ever want to talk to me about my anxiety, uh, let's go ahead and do it. And I said, what a great idea. So I talked to her one day for about an hour on the phone. I took notes and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, this is good. This is so good. If I can find some other people, this can be part of the story because I am, I knew I was going to talk about my story, but I was like, I think that it would gain traction and, and people would really, really see themselves in, you know, no one, not everyone's going to have my particular problems or symptoms, but, you know, maybe they could relate with someone else. Right. So I just ha put it out there on Facebook. Hey, if anyone's interested, um, you know, send me a message. So they were all people that I knew um, throughout my life somehow. Mm -hmm. And I tried to get age ranges that like I have a 24 year old and then I have quite a few, like 49 to 55. And then I have one that's like 67. Okay. So kind of quite a range. Yeah. And, and then kind of telling their stories, um, it just, I, I don't know. I just think that it gives the book a little bit of oomph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, I think you hit it right on and it's sort of how, how we talk about reducing stigmas. The more you talk about it, the less mm -hmm. stigma there will be. And I also feel like if someone, while, while your book would have been very valuable on its own, I think mm -hmm. that when someone reads it and says, oh, oh, it's not even just her. Like it's these other people too. Right. It's almost like a, right. yeah, like a camaraderie inspiration that, that it yeah. is more than just the one person, you know? Yeah. One of the Amazon reviews made me so happy and it said, I really thought I was just getting an organizing book. And I was halfway through it and I immediately got back on Amazon and ordered one for my daughter because this is her. 
to a T. And I was yeah. like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so really it's nice. just, um, you know, I think people are, are surprised that, you know, I, I am so honest and open and, and I just put it all out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's real. And it, and it is real. And, yeah. and people are not imagining things and they've go- gone through some, you know, maybe some not so great things in their life. And no wonder you've got anxiety and no wonder we have, you know, problems. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to say to the broad uh, range of people, too, it shows them a, oh, this isn't just some, something that happens in midlife. You know, it happens to everybody. Correct. Right. Correct. And and something that comes up a lot with us lately, and you're kind of reminding me of that, is when you talk about mental health, mental wellness, it, I, I wish that more people looked at it like physical health, physical wellness. You You deal with it your whole life. So it's something that you have to take care of your whole life. It's yeah. not like I, I've got some some mental health problems right now, and in a month it's going to be over. You know, it, people absolutely. deal with it their whole life. That's yeah. another reason why I'm glad that you included different age yeah. ranges and yeah. um, to showcase that as well. Yeah, and people need to get that perspective that you're sort of building a toolbox of things to help yourself as you go. And you can always, and you're, you're always adding to that toolbox. And exactly. You might exactly. have to buy a bigger toolbox. And what worked then may or may not work now. Because and, things change. So, and by yeah. your book, your yeah. book and you talking about it gives, um, g- gives other people a, a tool. And then it, I'm guessing from these women, you were also able to gain more tools that you could put in your tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. I, I was just absolutely thrilled that they were, uh, they were so honest and it gives the reader. I mean, my big, one of my big takeaways is uh, you're not alone. Whatever yeah. you're going yeah. through. Yeah. You're not That's alone. Right. This is not just you. And and That's I like right. that meme that says, how many days have you, what was it? I can't even remember. How many days have you gotten through that are bad at hundred percent? I'm messing oh, that up. No, <laughs> no, Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like how many, you got, you're, you're still alive. You got through that bad day. Your success so. rate is a hundred percent. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You what I meant. Yeah. No, I love that too. Yeah. I love that too. Because some days you think there's no way I'm going to make it through this. I can't make right. it through this. And then. Right. And depending on the problem, if it's grief, um, that's another whole entire story, but you may just be trying to get through the next half hour. That's right. I mean, depending on what you're going through, um, every single person is going to be going through something different. We just interviewed, I don't know if you know, uh, Kevin Berthia. He um, is a gentleman. You do? I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. He's a gentleman who um, back in 2005 uh, went to the Golden Gate Bridge to end his life. And he, um, an officer talked to him for two hours and he basically saved his life. Well, he, what you just said made me think of it. I don't know if it may, reminded you of it. He, and I don't remember the number, but it's something like there are 84,000 seconds in the day. And some days it is literally about getting through that next second and yeah. how yeah. much it causes anxiety for someone. I have high anxiety too. So I could totally relate to it with, it is so much sometimes to say, well, you know, tomorrow or even a week from now, I'm probably going to be like, I just need to get through today. Right now. Exactly. 
And I think that if more people knew that, yeah, there, if you just have the goal of getting through today with whatever it is you're going through, then look at tomorrow and then look at next week and not worrying about how's, how long is it going to take before you get over it? Right. And my husband is like Mr. Five-year plan, 10-year plan. And I love that. And and it's super cool, but you know, that doesn't work for everyone. (laughs) So even if you're a planner, you just have to understand that whatever you're going through today, um, if if you can try to get through one second or a half hour or till midnight and we start over again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime we talk about decluttering and organizing, we automatically think about minimalism because we're minimalists. But I have found on this podcast that when I talk to people about minimalism, sometimes they're like, well, yeah, no, no, no. I declutter and I organize, but or I'm organized, but I'm not a minimalist. So let me ask you that first. Right. Would you consider yourself a minimalist? No, okay. I would not. I feel like I um, consistently try to not get more, 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 Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself a minimalist. I mm-hmm. do have a few friends. Uh, we just lived in Pittsburgh the past four years before we came here. Okay. And I did have a friend who was a minimalist. And, and I believe she said she had 10,000 items to her name. Would that be right? Do you guys count your stuff? <laughs> We don't count our stuff, but I would hope that we don't have 10,000. Maybe it's five. I can't remember. It's in my notes from my book. But anyhow, um, and she says that she feels so free. She's Uh able to give her time and her money to her grandchildren, her church. And for her, it is it is just freeing. Yeah. But um, even though we do move a lot, even though we had the issue last year, um, I, I don't think I would call myself a minimalist. Okay. So I think still uh, with, with your, um, with, with sort of what you're saying about your book and your, your lifestyle and the things that you're teaching other people, it sounds like it does mm-hmm. go in line with what we consider about minimalism with, we do feel like the less stuff we have, the less stress we have. So I'm, yes. I'm interested in knowing more about, when you're help, when you're working with someone to um, create a more organized space, does it come up? And tell me how, because I would love to know how it comes up with you uh, verbalizing how this type of lifestyle is going to be better for their mental health. Like, do you talk about it being an intentional space? Or- it really is. It really is. There is a big, big um, connection between mental health and physical health. Mm -hmm. and the physical clutter and the mental clutter. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I really try to explain to them that if you, I I had said earlier, release or let go these things, your mind is going to be clearer. Mm -hmm. Um, There's usually a financial gain and there's also usually a mental health spike with meaning you're happier with less. Yeah. You know, most people think more, more, more. Oh, I want a bigger house. Oh, I want a bigger closet. And it's what I was saying earlier. People think they have too small of a house. They don't. We just have too much stuff. Yeah. So it all goes hand in hand. But if you have an average sized home and you have an average sized amount of stuff, you're going to be fine. The problem is when you tip and and you just don't have the space anymore. 
Yeah. Once yeah. again, it's not about the space. Mm -hmm. It's about absolutely. Absolutely. And it works the same with money too. They say at a certain level of income, it kind of caps off. You could make twice that amount, three times the amount, and you don't have the likelihood of being happier. I have heard that. I have yeah. heard, I think I've read yeah. articles about that. That's so interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cozy season and a good night's sleep is always essential. Oh gosh. You know, we always talk about when the change of the season happens, you really have to make sure that you're getting some good sleep. You know, if you if you don't get good sleep and then the sh days are shorter and it can be kind of gloomy, oh, you're just setting yourself up for a, a really bad day, <laughs> right? <laughs> you are, you are. So transform your bed into a safe and refreshing haven. Mm -hmm. With know? Cozy Earth bamboo sheets. We love our Cozy Earth sheets. I mean, we love them all, all times of year, not just during the cozy season. You know, it's just a sustainable and eco-friendly bedding. We just love it. I, and there's no going back to your old sheets once you've used cozy earth. There's mm -mm. no going back to cotton or denim or whatever your old sheets were made of. That's right. And you know who also loves cozy earth? Well, I think many of our listeners might be able to guess. Lady O. Oprah. <laughs> when Oprah says that something is a good product, we really just should have stopped it. We should have just stopped and we should have just said, Oprah loves cozy earth. And that's it. <laughs> you get cozy earth sheets. You get cozy earth sheets. <laughs> yep. Well, I tell you what, you get, you get 40% off of your cozy earth purchase when you go to arneradventures.com slash cozy earth and you can use our link and our code to save it's the biggest discount you're ever going to get on cozy earth we promise i would think so it's unbeatable 40 percent um you know cozy Earth's own sales can't compare to these savings they so, definitely can yeah. so head on over there and have a better night's sleep this fall so for someone uh and any business owner really um how do you manage our, our society and the way you run business of having to be constantly connected. Like I know that for me, it's difficult sometimes and I can feel it. Like I can just feel the it weight is. of it. So what are some, what are some key points that you could give someone and how do you handle that? Yes. Um, and I am the same way. I'm very distracted by my phone. If mm -hmm. I, in, in all the social different like Instagram, I just started TikTok and I want this and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest thing for me is setting boundaries and setting them with yourself. So if I was going to sit down and write, this was back when I was writing my book. I mean, I would literally move my phone to the other room and get it out of here. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, in my book, I talk about setting a timer, doing something um, and focusing on just that for I don't know, an hour, two hours. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't, and if it dings, don't check the email. Yeah. Because it's so easy to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and so as a business owner, no matter what I'm doing, I really have to pay attention to where I am focusing. Mm -hmm. So um, this gets back to a little bit of digital clutter and the amount of emails that you get. Yeah. And taking the time to delete those, to unsubscribe, so you don't get inundated with more stuff mm -hmm. by this, by this, we're having a sale because you just get back on that track of ordering yeah. more. 
Yes. So it's just, there are so many facets to it. And, um, and I talk about this with my book. I said, I have like four pages on time management, four pages. Mm -hmm. Well, there are like 20,000 books on just time management. I know. So it's like, I had to just take the, the key, the key points and, and do my best to, you know, talk about it. What are some, someone who is listening to this and says, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. Like, I don't, I don't need um, a professional organizer. If you, if, what are some key points that you can, or benefits that you can tell someone, this is why you could benefit from working with a professional organizer? Absolutely. Uh, there are so many, but I will give you one example. This is maybe one of my favorite examples. Um, and it was one of my first clients. And she's in my book with a different name. So a lot of people just don't know what they have. I mean, they think they're cool, but they just honestly don't know what they have. So I was helping this lady in her kitchen and it was an older house. So it didn't have a dedicated pantry for food. So food was up in the cabinets and we were taking things out. And I was trying to just do like with like, you know, you're baking things here and your pastas here and your rice is here. And so we just started pulling things out and we were up to, I believe, five or six cans of Pam spray, like what you would use for like your eggs. Yeah. And I remember saying, wow. And they were all over the place. And I was like, okay, well, we need to keep these together. Her quote, her quote gets me every time. She said, I didn't even know I had that. And if I was at the store right now, I'd buy another one. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is why we need an organizer. Because she had, she had no idea. And yeah. so it was just creating, you know, creating zones of what you have and visually being able to glance in there, see what you have. And then knowing immediately what you need to go to buy at the store yeah. instead of just buying willy nilly, putting it away on, you know, pushing that stuff towards the back. So yeah. in theory, you know, it's not even in theory, but really you save money. Once you get organized, you save oh. money. And then and then, of course, all the benefits of the freedom and the empty brain. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Those are all really, really good across yeah. the board it's really yeah it's things, it's a yeah. really really fun um profession and i have oh, a lot yeah. of friends that are organizers i'm in a lot of different groups mm-hmm. and yeah. um and what's so cool about organizers is like i kind of i mean now i'm delving into mental health because of the book and i do also love helping people move and get organized during the move but there are so many organizers that have so many different backgrounds like for me i'm not the tech person uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or the or the photo organizer person but there are organizers that that is like their thing they can come in and help you set up systems in your computer and they can do your photos by date and they can do all these things. I mean, that's not me, but, yeah. but if you need organized in any way, there is an organizer out there for you. Yeah. That's yeah. neat. We've talked to several and we've known a few, but it's like, I always get some takeaways from everyone we talk well, to. Well, the reason that I I love talking to you, Tina, is that, um, and, and, and a, mo- I think most organizers we've talked to in our life have said, yeah, it's not about us going and organizing and walking away. Like it, I, right. I do get that. But what right. I love about you is <laughs> really delving into that mental health part. And yeah. I, again, someone like me who has a lot of anxiety, I, I mean, I 
physically. I just said last night, I was feeling a little anxious and I said, okay, something has to, to happen. We have mm-hmm. to go to that back room because some things just accumulate. And I'm like, yeah. we have to go to that back room this re- weekend because I mm-hmm. can't handle that anymore. Like yeah. it's, it's here. So I love right. that you talk about that so much. Yeah. And really um, I have 18 organizational strategies and number one, and, and this is, they're not necessarily in order, but I love how number one is self-care because mm-hmm. if you don't take care of yourself, I mean, you can't even take care of your dog, let alone children yep. or yep. whoever else. Or So it, it's really so important to take care of you, take care of your health. And um, yeah. Well, that yeah. was kind of a, a last question I was going to ask before we get to your fast five is if, if you were to give a tip to someone about anything that they can do to promote, you know, better mental well-being, reduce stress in their environment, what would it be? Oh, that's so hard because there are so many. I mean, you just um, said self-care and I was like, that might be the answer that's here. A good one. I mean, Maybe some, just simplify, simplify uh-huh. your life. A to Z, all of it. If you simplify your life, simplify what you have, you are going to be, you're going to just thank yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And that would be the, one of the ultimate ways of self-care is just yeah. trying to Absolutely. simplify. Yeah. Your and Absolutely. you're right. So much comes off of that. Once you can take care of yourself, yeah. you can take care of everything else. And you else feel better. You, yeah. you do. I, I mean, it's those days when, you know, you wake up and and you're just miserable mm-hmm. and you know what you don't have to be you don't that's have right to be. you and, yeah. and get the help that you need and if you have an appointment show up to that appointment yeah don't just make it yeah making it's very important but showing up show up for yourself yeah so even yeah. if you need uh, medication if you need therapy if you need anything do it do mm-hmm. it and don't be ashamed yeah. And in, and in a busy, fast paced culture like ours mm-hmm. is, and it gets sure. increasingly that way, of course, you think about, well, I am judged on what I can get done and what I, so uh-huh. that pushes oh, your focus away from taking care of you. Yeah. And you got to get I away from take that. Care of this and this and this and yeah. this. And- it's yeah. so, so hard. I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I'm glad my kids are older. I mean, my baby's still in college, but <laughs> I, I just feel like it's worse than it ever has been. Yeah. And, and, it's the and hustle not, mentality exactly. and people are praised on the hustle instead of, instead of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. move to the country and just breathe the air. Yes. <laughs> it's like being, I mean, I'm not even in the city per se, but just yeah. I'm in a small town and I see the, the school line going around the corner for pickup and I'm like, ugh. I know. I'm glad I, I'm not doing that. My yeah. whole body tenses up when I see that. <laughs> I know. I, me yeah. too. Me too. If that, if I come through my neighborhood at a certain time, I have to take a left and people will stop and let me through. I mean, it's a good half mile long. Oh and then, mm. and that's another thing I talk about briefly in the book is that is, say you're sitting there a half hour in the morning and a half hour in the afternoon. That's one hour of your day yeah. sitting in your car. Yeah. And it's like, what can you be doing? So I was talking about, you know, listen to a podcast, listen to a book, go yeah. through your mail instead of just scrolling on your phone, because then that, that hour of your life is gone. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, yeah. Well, let's get to your fast five questions. Yes. Fast five These are questions. just this or that ways to get to know you a little bit better. Yay. I'll, and I'll start, I'll lead it off. Okay. Um, number one, open shelving or closed cabinets. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> open. Well, let me tell you, if you have ADHD, the answer is open shelving. Okay. Because 
if you have to open the cabinet, that's an extra step. Uh huh. Open shelving, you can see it, you know it's there, and you'll use it. Mm. So if you don't have ADHD, I say whatever works for you. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I like that. Number two, labels or color coding? Ah, oh, both. <laughs> both. These are these are both strategies. Those are both strategies. Um, labeling for sure. Uh -huh. For sure. Uh, color coding. I love the idea of different color hangers for everyone in the home. Mm. I love having a kitchen command center and every person has a file and every person has their own color. Love that. Okay. Um, and then if you pull that through the home, so say your son has a blue folder or a purple folder, you could give him the purple hangers and then mm -hmm. give him the purple cup. You kind of give it, you know, streamline it through the whole house. Oh, I love that. I, I mean, it's just us, so I don't know if it benefits us, but people who have more but people in general, the home. Yeah. 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 Or like writing on the calendar. I mean, some people do uh, physical calendars, even though the digital age is here. <laughs> but you could use like a purple pen and write soccer yeah. at five or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was, that's, that was wonderful. And moving right along, weekly planning or daily to-do lists. Well, whatever works for you. Me personally, I am a to-do list for the day, uh -huh. um, but it is important to look ahead. So I'm going to have to say 60 on the 60-40. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's like a, ba that. a balancing act. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And you might have hit on this. Number four, digital organizing tools or physical. And I did briefly <laughs> mention that. I personally need an old fashioned calendar mm -hmm. where I write it. I feel like writing it helps my brain realize it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's hard because mm -hmm. if I go to the dentist, I have to carry around this book. And yes, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yes, it's a pain. But for me, that's what works. Yeah. Um, every single seven anxiety, um, I'm sorry, the seven faces of anxiety in my book, all seven of them preferred a written calendar. Wow. Right. So I feel that. like there has to be a little bit of a uh, connection mm -hmm. between, um, you know, maybe mental health and using that kind of calendar. That's interesting. Well, and your own writing personalizes it a little bit too. It's just, yeah. it's you yeah. talking to you. And, and it really is. So I don't it. know the psychology of it, but, you know, and I mean, like I said, it's very nice. You always have your phone with you and there are perks to using that. Yeah. But, um, you know, do, do what works for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these answers answers have been so good. This next one, this is our flagship question. We love this one. One of them. And one of them. But this is the uh yeah. This um <laughs> this one we can say that you probably only have one of each in your house. And the question is ketchup <laughs> or mustard? Oh, I am a ketchup kind of girl. Oh, <laughs> I, I do like mustard. I'm not gonna diss on my my husband does not like mustard, but okay. I like ketchup. Okay. And that's very true. I have one of each. Uh -huh. We'll yep. talk to people who have like 18 different kinds of mustard in their house. Like, oh, oh, no. Now, if my husband was on board, I wouldn't mind. But no, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably specifically Heinz being from the region. Oh, okay. only Heinz. <laughs> only Heinz. I gotta, gotta say that. Good right. job. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> well, his, his family's from Pennsylvania. So anytime Aww. anything comes up like that, we... Yeah. yeah. We we're, we're in Eastern Pennsylvania, but we did have okay. people out there too. And I've, I actually picked up on your accent pretty quick. Oh, my accent? Really? Words. When you said West Virginia, I said, that makes sense. <laughs> you sound a little bit pissed Oh, off. how funny. Yeah, my son is in college up there. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. okay. And then both of my daughters are... Um, are up one's in Maryland and, and the other one is in P Pennsylvania. So they're oh, all up there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Gotcha. Well, the question that we do ask everyone, Tina, is what does a life well lived mean to you? A life well lived for me, number one is traveling, seeing the world and learning different cultures because it is so important. Um, and I'm going to, change it a little bit and go to the three F's. And for me, it's faith, family, and friends, mm. because for me, that's what matters. My faith, my family, and my friends. And I have the best of all three. Um, my husband and I have been married almost 29 years. Um, we've had an amazing life together. And even though I didn't want to move often, and if you read the book, you'll understand that uh, it this isn't necessarily what I wanted, but it came with it came with Mary and him <laughs> and we've lived in Mexico. We've lived in Germany. Um, and, and seeing the world has broadened my horizons. And, um, I'm very, very thankful for all of the blessings in my life. And I'm thankful, um, that I'm able to do this job and help so many people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it sounds like you're in the exact right place that you need to be. I am. And, it, I, I love that answer. That was beautiful. And I couldn't agree with you more yeah. um, with all of that. I do too. I agree. Nothing gets gives you a better perspective than if not seeing another culture, learning about it, We're reading about it. it. Mm -hmm. so. It is. I, I, I just got chills. I love the Mexican people. Like mm -hmm. part of these people are family and the love that they have for each other. Yes. Shoot, uh -huh. Which is up my alley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I 100% agree. So, um, anyhow. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been really, really blessed to, um, to learn about the cultures and live there. And, but deep, like I said, deep in my soul, I'm a homebody that, that just likes to be, you know, with my family in West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. Tina, please tell our audience where they can find you, um, how they access your book. Life is messy. And we're going to put all of that down in the show notes. Okay. Thanks. I am only on Amazon and it's paperback and ebook. Um, I have a Facebook page called think inside the box with two X's Inc. Um, I am also on TikTok, think inside box and Instagram think inside box. And then I have a website, www.thinkinsidethebox.com. Well, Tina, we know how important time is and how valuable it is. So thank you so much for being with us today and spending time with us. It has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much. You're I think welcome. that we, we vibe really well together. We do. <laughs> I was just thinking we're going to take a lot away from this. A lot of things. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but, no, yeah. thank you. So that episode was most enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, I think think we can really take a lot of key points of, of hers and add it into our own 
our own style of living around here. I think a lot of times we need a little something to uh, a few reminders of the things that we want to do, but we don't always do. That's right. You know, we, there's a lot of people who are on the podcast and we have so much in common with, and just when we think, gosh, you know, we are minimalist. We've got this declutter thing under control. We are great. And then we got off of the, uh, the conversation with her and we were like, okay, we've got some work to do. Um, just like every other episode, but it's a work in progress all the time. One of the things I love that you said was just always taking things and having it for your toolbox and utilizing it. And I think, you know, we said this during the podcast, one of the things I loved about Tina is that she's not just a professional organizer. She also is very open and honest about mental health. And we are discovering reading her book that she is so open in her book about mental health and just things that she's gone through with her anxiety and ADHD. And I love that. I mean, that is what I think this podcast is all about. Well, and it's something that we kind of knew tied in with each other, organizing um, and and your mental wellness, because let's face it, the more organized you can be, it's very helpful. But I don't think we've ever really heard anybody talk about it like that. Before. No, and their yeah. own experience. Like we have heard right. professional organizers before say it is a lot more than just organizing. It's about emotions. There's a lot of thought process, mindset, but we've never had anybody say, well, let me tell you what I went through and let me tell you why I know. And what do I always say? I want advice from somebody who's been through it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, And for, for her, 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 excuse me, her organization is more a part of uh, the, the foundation. The mental health part is more, more of the foundation of her organizing skills. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. Yeah. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from anything we talked about today, or any episode, our guests, or anything, please share it with a friend. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. Another way of supporting the pod is by leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on the platform you're listening to us on. Oh, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button because that also supports us. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnardventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, sayonara. Alvida uh, Dos Vidiniana.